Hey everybody, happy holidays. Sorry about my voice, I'm very sick. Um, but this is our annual Best Of episode. It contains clips from episodes that we've aired this year up until like the Spooptoberween heist. So this gives you guys an opportunity to maybe hear some stuff from episodes you haven't caught yet. And uh, this is also a fantastic episode for you to share with people who you want to get into the show. So if uh, if someone you know likes podcasts, you can say, oh, well, listen to Michael and Jeremy's Best of 2023. That'll, that'll easily get you in the mood for the podcast, and we will grow. So thank you for your help and support. I'm not going to have an ad uh, in the middle of this episode. My gift to you. So once the episode starts, it'll just go. Our band of the week is Mr. B and the Wolf with their song, Down That Road. So enjoy that. Enjoy the best of. I love you all. Make sure you check out our Majizzy shop on the website, majizzypod.com, M-J-S-Y-P-O-D. Grab yourself a sticker or a magnet. Uh, We got those available for you now. And uh, we'll start uh, moving up to other things as time goes on. But uh, for now, you can support the show by doing that. Uh, I hope you have a good rest of your day. Bye. Damn it. Don't forget to tell them that the episode list will be in the description. I was spread out on the dance floor. Screaming, Doctor, won't you give me some more? I need to get high, cause I'm not coming down. I got the heart of a lion, but the soul of a clown. I took a nose dive straight into the ocean side. Yeah, as a crow flies on a trail of emotion ride. Straight back to where I started from When opportunity knocks, oh man I'm gone, gone, gone Won't you leave me down that road Help me let the whole thing go My brain's on overload We're doing ev- we're doing everything that we need to do, and when we get this thing running, because we obviously we have to pay for more upgrades. We need upgrades for this is the the bare bones. Okay, you need to see you need to see yes concrete yes we're gonna bring in concrete. Okay, you need a skeleton to put skin on and bones more bones for the other bones and then and then muscle on those bones and this is what this is the bones guys okay guys you've got freaking canoe paddles holding up a freaking shack and have you seen the canoe i have not seen the canoe all right all right so uh let's just you know peek, peek through the fishnet over here on the east side uh-huh. and then you'll see strategically placed in a very large catapult is the canoe and that's our escape launch pad the ocean's right there. Well, you know, Jeremy and I need to get out. If the if the aliens come and overrun our very safe bunker, we can hop into our escape canoe. You know, Jeremy will shoot the rope with his gun, and then we'll fly into the air, and then land in the ocean to get away and safe. Look, guys, I'm I'm looking at your escape canoe with your makeshift catapult thingy right there. You're gonna shoot the rope. The canoe goes flying. I understand that. I'm looking at this. I think that would work. Perfectly. I mean, it looks amazing. I, I will give you that. However, 
in an alien-proof bunker, you're not supposed to need to escape. Are you following I mean, me here? Are you following contingency. me? Contingency. We, we no plan contingencies. Plan. No escape plan. The fact that you're in a freaking shack on freaking canoe paddles and the canoe is your escape route, which will work. I mean, I think you're going about this all wrong. You got the whole the mindset. It's just not right. And we're going to make money out of this thing, okay, to pay for these upgrades. Oh, Jeremy, how are you going to make money at this? Jeremy Jeremy had a great idea on how we're going to make money in the bunker. Feet picks. What? We're selling feet picks. <laughs> that's what your idea? Yeah, that's why I put up the fishnet wall to match the fishnet stockings. Dang it. You did tell me that. So you're, you're, I thought it w- you're going to be taking feet picks in your secret alien bunker to make money. Well, I'm not going to show the outside of the bunker. I'm not an idiot. Guys, I got to say, what, what's the what's the website for the feet picks? I'm just asking. I'm just, I got to put it down for the paperwork. That's all I'm asking. Tell you what, you take one of those demerits away, I'll give you a five-second pre-show. Good job, Jeremy. You ever seen tootsies like these? Hold on. Yeah, look at that, Agent Spumoni. Oh, my goodness. All right, you know what? I'm erasing a demerit right there. I'm amazing. People normally have yeah, 10 Let me pull toes, up my Jeremy. cell phone real quick. Hang on, hang on. But it's Destination America. I don't know what that is. But they had, they had a day, right, where they were like, what are we going to do today? What We, we got to fill this slot somehow. Melon heads. <laughs> hey, you... I went to Connecticut last week, and uh, I heard this thing about melonheads. (laughs) They could have been in Florida, right? Let's throw them in Naples. No one likes Naples. Hey, like he was like, they found this dude. I don't know. Something was coming up behind me. I I could hear it breathing, and I I, I was trying to get away. Like I was tied to this tree, and I eventually make my way. And the guy was like, it was probably a melonhead. You probably escaped a melonhead attack. I just remembered (laughs) to Could you Could you say that on record? <laughs> I need. I just need you to say it out loud with me, Melonhead. <laughs> it's, it's okay. So, ah, it's Melonhead. So the, they have this dude who's telling the story, and they got him. You know, it's footage of him sitting on his porch, and he's got he's got this uh, book. You know, like a notepad, and he opens it up, and it's a crudely drawn melon head person. <laughs> and he just opens it up, and he just starts examining the picture. <laughs> oh, my greatest fear, right here in this page, and also my greatest masterpiece. <laughs> Unfortunately, lives with you forever. It's Seven actually you can, you can actually live with that now. The HIV thing. Well, this is HSV. It's herpes. Sure. Oh, yeah, creams. I do not have classic. Wait, does he rub more herpes juice on his herpes? Jeremy, Jeremy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I do not have classic outbreaks, but I do suffer backaches associated with this virus. Is there can a I, cure? Wait, How I, do I eradicate this virus my, from my body for good? My classic outbreaks? It just reminds just a room full of people playing violins. They have herpes bumps all over their face. <laughs> classic outbreaks. <laughs> all right. So this is, he's like, please try Thuja 200 weekly, one doses, and daily one dose, Roost Talks 200C, morning every empty stomach. Dr. Dioshik Sharma. So that's what this guy prescribes. Like, he's a doctor on a forum about homeopathy, and he's like, this is what you need to take. He's a person on a forum who's called himself doctor. This is the same guy. 
that who asked the question. He responds. He goes, uh, I've been reading many of your replies to curing herpes, uh, simplex entirely. In other forums, you suggest Natsulf 10, 10M weekly, one doses or equivalent Natsulf 200C for three months. In this one, you suggest Thuja 200C weekly dose and Rust Talks daily. Someone else suggested Arsenicum album 200CC. Guess what that happened? That's fucking it. Yeah, it's it had arsenic in it until it was watered down with water. sugar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is the best homeopathic remedy cure for HSV, chronic oral and genital. Can <laughs> so it's not classic anymore. It's <laughs> it's full blown herbs. This is what I'm talking about, though, Mike. These are the people who are buying these sugar pills. You see their interaction with this yeah. fake doctor. Yeah, they're so desperate. These are desperate I know, people. It's desperate people. They're desperate people who don't want to go to the doctor. Yes. Yes, that's, that's, on, yes, that is on them to yes. take their fucking sugar pill and shut the fuck up. <laughs> you guys ever been in a threesome? Oh, yeah. Really? No? Yeah. Ruined. Both uh, of them for uh, myself. Oh, so no. it was potential? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, oh, what'd you do? Um, Trip, tell me, because my story is you want, actually, I'll tell mine first because it's great. <laughs> it's good. It works out. Everything's great. It's more interesting to hear the So failure. we'll do the upper and then the Yes, downer. we'll start with the upper. Right. Bring us, bring it, bring it up and then bring it down. I was with a girl that uh, she was dating a guy who was my friend. Uh-huh. And I was like another. If, if you've ever worked manual labor jobs, you come home, you're like, I'll never do this again. And you try to find a better life. It doesn't work out. And you go back to doing that yes. menu, right? Every day. So I was like, I'll never roof again. And so now I'm just floating around with all the roofing money I have, right? And I was staying with them. They were, it was abusive. And then I started fucking her, right? And so then we got together. When he was still there? Yeah. Did he know about it? Oh, yeah. Uh, he was okay with it? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, so that relationship progressed, and then there was this girl that I knew from my past, one of those, what we were talking about, or they just hit you up. She had broken up with her boyfriend, and she wanted to come out and party, so we're partying. And then, dude, I'm not loyal to anybody at this point. I've already been cheated on once, and that's all it takes, right? Once yeah. it happens the first time, you're like, well, the love doesn't exist. His <laughs> <laughs> love's not real. I'll fuck everybody anytime they want, you know? <laughs> And uh, so this girl, I was just, I loved her, dude. Emo, goth, just, she oh, had the favorite. best body. She was small, but with like big fat. She, she was be- she was gorgeous. Probably the most beautiful woman I ever hooked up with. And I love you, shout out. You probably know who you are. <laughs> um, <laughs> I told wait, her to wait. listen to the podcast. <laughs> she knows who she is. So she had come over, gave me the fuck me eyes thing. And, you know, one thing leads to another. And we start hooking up her ex-boyfriend might have been in the other room but we fucking hooked up right and then she knew i was in this relationship with this girl but she knew that i would do whatever yeah so she started showing up all the time ah. and then she was like let's all throw a board game night and then she wanted it to happen at my house my apartment that i had with my girlfriend and then just every night she come over and stay later and later and then all of a sudden it dude i literally got so drunk one night we were all playing board games and I'm staring at her from across the fucking room, and she's just giving me the eyes, and one by one, everyone's leaving. And then I looked at my buddy, he was just holding on. He always wanted to hook up with her, too, right? He's right next to me, and I was like, hey, you need to leave. <laughs> and he was like, what? Oh, I, I, was, I, thought, I very much thought that your threesome was going to be you and your buddy in the no, chair. No, no, no. <laughs> That's how it started. It was going. And it was, I'm, I'm and not it was that gracious. Awesome. I'm actually very greedy and jealous when it comes to that shit. I don't like two guys doing a thing, because I want to feel like a fucking king when I'm doing it. Oh, right? sure. 
So <laughs> we're giving each other the eyes. My girlfriend's already passed out in the other room, and everyone's leaving. I look at my buddy. I'm like, you need to fucking leave. He's like, are you serious, dude? Because he knew what was going on. Uh-huh. He knew it was about to happen. Oh, yeah. He's like, come on, dude. This fucked up. Like, let's hang out. I'm like, I no, you need to hang out by yourself <laughs> at home. In a secondary I location. Fuck the shit out of this fucking goth girl, dude. Like, <laughs> and so he left, and me and her hooked up. And then the next morning, I woke up to go to work. So she was still there, and my girlfriend was still passed out on the couch. And so they woke up. My girlfriend, that you know what I mean? <laughs> He's yeah. like, "What are you doing in the room? Like, why are she you still here?" Yeah. I came home, and they were both dressed in Catholic schoolgirl punk outfits, and they brought me into the room, and they both fucked me for three days. Well, now I'm depressed. My, they, that one girl, but it wasn't my my girlfriend at the time would never have done anything like that. But this how did they girl, both get matching clothes? They literally went to the st- Mike. I came home and they had matching. Wow. School girl. The one girl. I don't want to. Let's call her. Uh, let's call her. Breastony. No, yes, Breastony. So Breastony probably already had this outfit. Uh huh. She took photo shoots. She did the like uh, blood in a bathtub naked oh, so photo shoots. She was like a sure. suicide girl yeah. type girl. Uh huh. And uh, she must have woke up that morning and been like, "Hey, let's go get matching outfits. Let's go get our hair done." Like she manip, and then she would fall asleep with me, and she was trying to did the uh, take your life thing. The, the, she was trying to be my girlfriend. Yeah. She inserted herself in, oh. became friends with her, made her have threesomes with me, and then was like, eventually she'll go away and then it'll yeah. be me and Jeremy forever. <laughs> that was happening. And you know what? I would have been down for that because she was great. I just had to go roof again because uh. real jobs are hard. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, so now the ukulele player leaves because it's his lunch break. In, in the middle of it, it's got the night shift. And so the, he goes off and he waves. And But you, you don't know that because your eyes are closed. You're thinking. You're sitting down, feeling the mud. We're in mud, yeah. Feeling the mud squish. You're now waist deep in the mud. And now the one person who can help you out is left. But it's calming. You're, it, feels, it feels nice. The sweet... Relief of death as it comes to you is a relief in this time. You start wondering what type of life you'll leave for your loved ones. And if they'll remember you fondly. And all the things you didn't get to do. And the things you didn't get to see. But this, but the mud is warm. It's feel, it feels good. You, uh, the, what's that? The sound. The water's rising. The tide's coming in. The water rushes past your neck. You feel it. The salty spray hitting your face. You close your eyes. They're already closed, but you squint harder to keep the salt from burning. Then you try and struggle to get out of the mud. You're trying. You're trying. You're trying. There's no way out. The water rushes over you. You... You spit it out. You scream. Help! Help me! There's no one there. Just the soft, soft sounds of your impending doom. You're okay with this. You exhale. The water rushes above your head. It doesn't recede this time. You hold your breath. All right, you're back. Dude, we got Chinese food on the way. Oh, yeah.
Well, all I got to this half a cliff bar, but uh, I guess you can have it. A man that is willing to part with that is truly on a mission of glory. Hold on to it. I'll take you to where you need to go, free of charge. Leatherfeather took past Jeremy to his private balloon yard, and her queen the majesty was truly a sight to behold. Similar to the countless other balloons that one would see bumbling through the skies of Paris, but with one distinct difference. This one was painted with a racing stripe with little lightning bolts shooting off the top. She's a beaut! If you say so, I would have gone with like a checkerboard or something, but yeah, looks pretty cool. Lightning's neat. Responded past Jeremy in agreement. They immediately set off, past Jeremy guiding the trajectory. It would take two weeks to complete the 100-mile course. Leatherfeather continued to say kilometers, but this was nonsense to pass Jeremy. He had plenty of time to think about the home he had left behind. He came from a long line of past Jeremy's. His father before him was past Jeremy, and his father before him. Only going so far back as his great-great-grandfather, ancient Jeremy. He had some time, so he began to write a letter to home. Dear home, I've never perfected the way to write out the word leather. That's just a note to myself. I found myself on this strange journey now in a hot air balloon, covered in pink and purple lightning stripes, and this crazy Frenchman with his curly shoes. Anyways, I told you I was going to find you lilacs for this Christmas, but turns out I'm on a search for wisdom? I don't know. Two months is a long time to go without food and water. I've been delirious for quite some time. In fact, I'm not even sure if any of this is real. Anyways, I'm going to continue to fly in this high-flying sky balloon for a hundred miles. I think I'm supposed to follow this map. They finally arrived at the forest past Jeremy believed the poem spoke of, and now the hunt for more clues began. Leatherfeather, sad to see past Jeremy go after such a romantic balloon ride, grabs his shoulder and says, Wait, tell me that joke again. You know, the one from three days ago? I wish to memorize it and tell it in your honor. Past Jeremy chuckles and recites the joke. Knock, knock. Who's there? Ah, dude, you know, I was pretty blasted last night. I don't even remember that joke. But hey, it was cool getting to know you. And uh, yeah, tell your friends about me. What's up? Is it an arachnid? No. It they, might be. No, it's something different. Scorpions are in a different family. It's a crustaloid. Yeah, yeah a crustaloid. <laughs> something weird like that. So what are you doing with your Wednesday, Mike? Trying to hide from these scorpions? Yep, hiding from the scorpions and thinking about fun would-you-rather scenarios to give to you. Jeremy, would you rather, okay, every time that you ate cake, have an orgasm, or would you rather give everyone who has a cake that you make orgasms? I'd definitely go with the second one. So every time that you made a cake, anybody who would eat it would have an orgasm. Yeah, because... It would make children's birthday par- parties problematic, Jeremy. Well, no, that's ridiculous what you're saying, because if I know I have this power, then why would I be making a children's cake? That's, <laughs> that's on me. I can't. That's Why? Me. I don't... Please, have you tried my cake? I'd be honest. <laughs> I would tell the people that I love, you're like... You're gonna come in your pants. Like, if I make <laughs> No, it's this, not... A, no, it's serious. It's, it's, a, it's a curse. <laughs> I was cursed by a genie. <laughs> no, I already don't make cake. People make cakes for me. Right. So I already... Do, if I were to do it, it would be like the person that I wanted to give an organ, I'd be like, hey, 
I have this thing. <laughs> this cake will make you work. I wouldn't even say that I had the power. I'm going to eat this cake. I really want cake, but I do have to eat it in the bathroom. <laughs> I would say that it was my secret ingredient cake. I'd be like, this cake is the best cake you'll ever have. It's literally going to make you come. And then they'll be like, fuck you. No, it's not. I'll try it. And I'm like, no, seriously, I promise this cake is going to make you come. It and happens every like, time. And they're like, give me a slice. You're an idiot. And then they'd eat it and they'd come and they'd be like, oh my God. What's the recipe? I'd be like, I can't tell you the recipe. But if you ever want me to make you this cake, I'll recipe make this cake. Cha- the recipe changes constantly. <laughs> it happens every time I make a cake. <laughs> this is literally dirt <laughs> that I got from outside. Uh, this is... Uh, <laughs> right? You just, <laughs> Scoop. you just call it a cake? It doesn't matter? <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's just, this is a biscuit cake that I made. Wait, does that mean, like, with pancakes too? Yeah. Even, even pancakes. <laughs> Cupcakes, pancakes... But yeah, I definitely would rather instead because I like cake. Yeah, I don't want to come every time I eat cake. I want to enjoy the cake. Right. I want to be like, and oh, we- and then feel shame <laughs> as I have a spoonful of cake. <laughs> I don't want that. You have to eat uh, cake with a spoon, by the way. That's a pro tip to yeah. everyone out there. Use a spoon. Not only that, he was like, grab a steak to go, because I had to leave, and so I fucking wrapped one in aluminum foil, threw it in a bag, and I'm just going to sous vide that shit when I get hungry, warm it up, I'm going to do that tomorrow while I'm editing, and just like sous vide up this steak, get it back up to medium rare without burning the inside. Sous vide. Sous vide. That's where you, uh, you, you were telling me about this. Yeah, so it, it's like slow, slow and low, but like super slow and low in water, and It'll heat up your steak without ruining the original cook. So you have like, you know, your nice steak, but you and you want to heat it up, but you don't want it to cook anymore, right? Right. Yeah. So you can bring that sous vide up to like 130 degrees, 140 degrees, and get your steak back up to temperature without cooking any of that juicy middle part. Like if you throw that shit in a microwave, it's gonna cook the the parts of the steak you don't want cooked, right? <clears throat> so you basically give it this bath. Wait, who's that? It's Taste O'Clock. Nope, that was bad. <laughs> Who's that? It's Flavor Town. That's better. <laughs> Flavor Town. Flavor Town. Uh, uh, occupation Flavor Man. Nope. Nope. <laughs> uh, pop population. I said occupation, <laughs> and then I just kept going with it. Pop population me. Hello, Flavor Town. Welcome to my home. Make yourself available. Yes, the bathroom's on the left. You could take a shit. Enjoy, Flavor Town. Oh, no. Okay. Flavor Town. No, please. Please, Flavor Town. Uh, I promise. I, it's, 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 take, a, t- t- take whatever you want. <laughs> oh, no. Flavor Town, no! <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck was that? Hey, hey back oh. to the Buffalo Trace. Oh, oh yeah, the Buffalo Trace is here. We're here. Oh wait, no, it's the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it's, it's negative. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? It's me and Jeremy, and we're here. We brought casserole. Is there an applause one? Wait. <laughs> nope. Hey, that's useful. <laughs> oh, I want to use that. Okay, we're having too much fun with the soundboard. So now, so now Jeremy, he's talking to his, I would imagine he's talking to his therapist, right? So this kind of sets the stage where he's trying to get help. So in your mind, he's at the therapist now? Right now. All right. So it says, one weekend, we let the story begin. So so he's talking to a therapist now. He decides that he's going to I need help. 
<laughs> He's I gonna, have a problem. <laughs> don't tell anybody. <laughs> stop doing it. <laughs> Just stop doing it and move. <laughs> Start over. <laughs> Wait, are now. you still? Excuse me, Mr. Sheeran. Are you still seeing this horse? Just, just this is when the story begins. Okay, <laughs> okay, Doctor Reynolds. <laughs> All right, and then and then, and then he starts recanting back to when he starts actually like seeing this horse. He goes, "We're going out." This next line, "We're going out on our first date." Mm. Mm. <laughs> it's not what it sounds like. But you, but you and me are thrifty. So go all you can eat. <laughs> it's just a bale of hay. <laughs> Jeremy, the next line is this is the hook, hook, oh, line, no. and sinker. Oh, no. Hook, line, and sinker. Oh, no. You read it, Jeremy. I see it. Fill up your bag and I fill up a plate. He fills the feed bag. He fills the She feed. gets a bag and he gets a plate. Wait. No. <laughs> but you and me are thrifty, so go all you can eat. Fill up your bag, and I fill up my plate. Mm. <laughs> no. So, so at this point, Jeremy, he's he's in a, he's in a community where it's acceptable to be riding your horses to establishments, <laughs> and he sets his in front of an all-you-can-eat Chinese buffet. And what he does is he fills the, the feed bag for the horse. He ties it up to the local bar. You know, the bar outside of the Chinese food restaurant. You don't know? That could be a lady tied up out there. Dig. <laughs> With Jeremy, a bag. <laughs> Jeremy, if this is about a lady, then he has his own new set of problems. Okay. <laughs> feed bag tied around so some lady. <laughs> he's got his feed bag tied up to his horse, and he's got his human plate. And so he's inside. His human he's, plate. <laughs> he's inside. <laughs> <laughs> of the Chinese food buffet, and he's filling his plate with crab rangoon and and poo poo platters and, and staring longingly and out the window. And yeah, he's <laughs> making he, eye contact. He's, with he's his kicked horse. out whoever was sitting at the 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 booth closest to the window where his horse is eating, <laughs> and he's just tapping his egg roll on the glass to say cheers to his I, horse. Fuck. I imagine some ladies staring longingly at him while he stares longingly out a window at his horse. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just looks over at the 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 person refilling his drink at the Chinese food buffet. Hey, you see that horse? That's a good looking horse, right? <laughs> She's staring at him. He's staring at the horse while he cracks a crab leg. <laughs> Squirts juice everywhere. I took fire one time. Mm. How scary was that? At fire first, I'm like, I said, my problem, firecracker. And I was like, hey, shit, this motherfucker shooting at it. You know, I was. A, it was two teams went in. I was first. It was a drug warrant. Um, they popped the door. I went in. I cleared the living room. Of course, my own sheriff's office search warrant. My job was to secure his mom towards the back of the house, which the house was very small, probably 800 square foot total. Uh, so I sweep the living room. The living room was clear. Uh, I go towards the back. Mom's coming into the kitchen. Um, I push her back into the other bedroom. And by that time, I hear, I hear pop, pop, pop. And realize that, that idiot is shooting through the wall at us. So I, I laid, I threw her on the ground and I laid on top of her kind of where my back was still towards where the gunshots were coming from. So if a bullet hit, it would hit me and not her because I had my, you know, oh my, my, God. my gear. And he's shooting his, his, his own mom. Yeah, I had my gear. He doesn't know what he's shooting <laughs> he's at. Just shooting. He's just Jesus. shooting. So I, I, I did that. Stupid. So I, I would take the bullet and not her. Well, he, he unloaded a whole uh, magazine, which was like 15, 16 rounds. Uh, I had a submachine guy on me that was right, that was with me. 
So when we got there, I looked at the third guy that was in our stack, and I saw a window unit, and I told him, I said, I said, take that. I said, rip that window unit out that window. And they did, and I looked at this woman. I said, you going out that window. Of course, she she wasn't a small lady, you know. She's like, I got a bad. She said, she says, I got a bad back, you know. I'm like, you want your back to hurt, or you want to get fucking shot? So we chunked her, her little round ass, out that window onto to a, a, another waiting law enforcement guy that was out there who's probably about six four, but weighed probably 150 pounds. You know, it's like here, catch. Then then I'm holding the shield, looking out door the window we had a, another guy from another department he had got pinned down in the kitchen so he squatted there pinned down in the kitchen so i leave cover with my shield go out and get him and he goes out the window we had another guy you know felt something he's like my bleeding of course he's just sweating thank god he didn't around well i was in the house probably holding that the shield's not light it's 50 plus pounds and uh, i was holding that thing with the sub guy I mean, probably about half an hour or so. The guy was loading. Holy shit. He was loading the AK. You could hear him. You smell him. He started smoking weed and playing Leonard Skinner. And, uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. During a during a firefight? Yeah. And, uh, it's on his terms, basically. And, uh, right? Yeah. So now, he, was we're, we're basically he was crossing something a, off his bucket list is what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, he was. He's like, a uh, firefight with the cops. We're basically into a barricaded <laughs> situation at this point. Yes. I'm going to start the timer. Boner. Pills. Drugs. Jim Carrey. Weirdo. Yankovic. Hair. Poodles. Radcliffe. Horns. Cliff diving. Uh, Spelunking. Pancakes. Syrup. Waffles. Inferior. Butter. Milk. Scotch. Milk. <laughs> no. <laughs> we can't do uh, milk. We have to <laughs> you ever put milk in? Tape. What, what did you say? Yeah, type. Tape. <clears throat> um, uh, BDSM. Sticky. Substance. Um, Abuse. Liquor. Abuse. Oh, you, oh. Elderly. That was the timer. That was the timer on abuse. 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 <laughs> I have an hour to make abuse funny. <laughs> Dark facts you didn't know about Jim Carrey. Oh, we got it. This is from from the the. Uh, the famed uh, establishment ranker. He posted an uncomfortable video for Emma Stone. What? <laughs> Did he? He wanted to marry her and have chubby little freckle-faced kids. Uh, so Stone responded that she wasn't sure whether to be flattered or to seek an order of protection. <laughs> <laughs> um, I need some help against Jim Carrey. <laughs> he wants me to give him chubby, chubby babies. She walks out into her yard. There's a rhino, and he just busts out of its ass, <laughs> trying to get to her. Oh, he's he's an anti-vaxer. <clears throat> oh, he says I am not anti-vaccine. I am anti-thimerosal, anti-mercury. They have taken uh, some of the mercury-latent thermosal out of vaccines, not all of them. How is that a controversial statement? We've been using mercury for medicine forever. <laughs>
<laughs> he got into a graffiti war with the police. All right. So he was enmeshed. He was enmeshed in a vandalism situation with the NYPD because he was spray painting the outside of his West Village art studio with something he called Baba. Baba is a mischievous deity who exists in negative space. Yeah, he's oh. a fucking weirdo. Well, I mean, you're allowed. I like weird. Weird's fine. He can spray paint whatever he wants. It's not on a his, dangerous he weird. Can, he can spray paint whatever he wants on his building. Hey, I have Bowser tattooed on my. Oh, I have a funny story about that, Jeremy. So. What? So I went to the doctor, and uh, they did a nerve study on my arm. So they put these probes in my arm, and then uh, in my muscle, all up my arm, about eight, ten times. And then he had me like do stuff, like like push against his hand, like use the muscle that he's stabbed. Yeah, he, he one of them went into the palm of my hand, like the big juicy part where your thumb connects. Mm-hmm. Having a big ass needle in there sucked real bad. And then he's like, "I need you to squeeze your fist now." I was like, "Ugh." <laughs> okay, <laughs> and it like it wasn't that bad. It was just uncomfortable, and so he goes all the way up my arm, and so I, uh, he also had me do an MRI, and I I finally get uh, oh so when the guy was doing the stabbing on my arm, he goes how t- how tall are you? I was like I'm five nine, and he goes you got big hands for five nine. <laughs> I was like <laughs> thanks um, thank. <laughs> Thank you, sir. And he's like, "Oh, what's that?" And he like, he pulls up my uh, my arm, and he's like, "Oh, it's a it's a cool robot. That's cool." And then he looks at my the other half of my arm, and it's 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 got my Bowser tattoo. And he goes, "Oh, a scary demon." Is <laughs> that old man? But he, like he he didn't he, like he said it like in wonder and excitement. <laughs> Ooh, a spooky demon! <laughs> nice. How old was this guy? He was sixty five. Old. old guy, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, a spooky demon. He did he did two tours with two different branches of the military. <laughs> <laughs> like he, he was just this old guy. He's like, oh, a spooky demon. Ooh. I was like, that's Bowser from Nintendo. <laughs> I'm a child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a child inside. And then I went for my follow-up after all those tests, and then come to find out that since February, I've had two torn ligaments in my forearm. Oh. So I've just been living my life with these torn ligaments. And, crushing it yeah the next story is let's let i would call this a palate cleanser um so burger king in thailand is doing some pretty miraculous things right now jeremy you know thailand is they're selling the they're f- selling dolphin <laughs> right <laughs> they've decided they've opened trade with the faroe islands <laughs> no um i'm happy that they're making these types of strives you know, in trying these uh, new moves, these these restaurants that have been yeah, around, especially forever. these meatless ways. You know, these these kind of meatless deals. I I don't think this is necessarily considered vegan. Definitely not stretch, vegan, but meatless, meatless, but not vegan. Definitely meatless. Oh my god! All right, so <clears throat> Burger King in Thailand, milk. and and not not just one Burger King in Thailand. Burger Kings smattered throughout Thailand are distributing the meatless burger filled with 20 slices of cheese. 20 slices of American cheese. 20 slices of cheese. It is just cheese. It's a burger filled with cheese, stacked high with cheese. And it's not really melted cheese either. It's called the real cheeseburger. I mean, they got a point. How does this make you feel, Jeffrey? <laughs> it's better than dolphins, so it I says, mean, like, Mike, Mike, it says, stuffed with just a thick wedge of cheese. <laughs> Some people took to social media to brand the dairy filled bun as heaven, while others are calling it revolting. <laughs> it's on both sides of the well, coin. It's heaven, because you're going to 
heaven, you're going to die while you eat it. So yeah, heaven, you'll meet, you'll be there early. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, Bur- Burger King ensures everyone that this is for real. <laughs> Thank God. Some people were saying, didn't they say that uh, they recommend taking slices of cheese off of it? And putting it on bread yeah, for well, your morning uh, for breakfast. Yeah. So uh, others compare it with a toasty cheesy or simply a thick sandwich. Um, yeah. So one customer recommended people should buy the burger and then separate the cheese to eat with bread in the morning. So basically, people are buying this burger as like their their dairy purchase for in, the week. <laughs> instead of buying a twenty pack of cheese, <laughs> go get this burger then, from Burger King. Right. <laughs> and then you're set, dude. <laughs> you're good for the week. You and your family. You have a you have a pile high plate of dolphin meat that you got for free and then you scoot over to Thailand and get a, a, a cheese a, it's literally a cheese sandwich it's actually one of the recommended pairings for a pilot whale is American sliced cheese so why do they call it a cheese burger Jeremy there is no burger in this sandwich you know a lot of this story doesn't make a lot of sense to me Mike. it really does and Burger King still ensures us that it's real it's, it's really just an ungrilled cheese uh, Burger King is insuring is uh, is is trying to get people who buy the sandwich to really you know take a lot of photos while eating it. They really want to have but people see other people eat this very real, not a burger burger. But everyone who's tried it's like had a heart attack right after they took the photo, so like they've gotten no posts yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> I have a story about crazy stupid love. So Ooh. I was in the military when it came out. I was in the military when it came out. But it looked really good, and I was like, I'm going to go see this romantic comedy. I was very single, and I was just going to go by myself. But I was like, oh, you know what? I'll ask one of my friends to go. So I asked my friend Yuki to go with me, and thank Aww, God. Yuki. Because, thank God I did, because we got in there, it was all couples. <laughs> like, I would have been like the weird guy in the corner being like, uh, <laughs> I would have, I, I was already practicing. Like I was like, I was trying to think of like what I would do if like, if I didn't have Yuki there, I've been like, I was stood up, <laughs> like, but I still want to watch the movie. <laughs> it's just funny. Uh, the camera panning over all the couples and then it's just right. you crying at the sentimental moment. It really would. Yeah. <laughs> all yeah. by yourself. But anyway, but anyway, I'm so glad. So that is a great movie. That was a movie that, after like I saw it in theaters, and then like I did a show like after it came out on Blu-ray, I bought it, and then I just we watched it with like all my all my dude friends. Like it was like the guy night. Like what do you want to watch? <laughs> <laughs> like no, okay. seriously, the the cinematography in it, guys, just the story. You, you know was... who directed this? No, it's it's very good. Well, I do. Of course, you do. <laughs> You're the movie buff. So, yeah. Well, he he uh, which he he did another movie that was almost on my list, and he did an Amazon movie, and it was all about like how people's lives like inter- intertwine. It was like almost like crash except more family oriented. Except, um, and like it started Oscar Isaac who like was like in the military, I guess. And he lost his wife, like, like after he got out of the military and then like, he's seen as like therapist, which the whole trailer is like all about Oscar Isaac. You think he's a star, but then 20 minutes in, he like goes to see his like psychiatrist and he's just talking about like how he doesn't want to be here anymore. And the psychiatrist is like, well, I know, but like you're doing really great, and then then Oscar Isaac takes out a gun and just shoots himself in the face, <laughs> one take, and I was just like, oh, oh my god, <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't in the trailer. <laughs> it was not. I was like, he 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 could be okay. He didn't have a face. He's fine. He's no, fine. It's about Oscar Isaac, right? He's half job yeah. man now. He no, he was dead. 
He dead dead. He's like suicide. I'm like, oh my god. I I do like the idea of a movie that starts with some guy you think you're gonna follow and you get invested in the character for 20 minutes, and then he's just gone, and then it goes bam, and it cuts to a new guy in the same town or something. Mm. I like that idea. All right, looks like a normal apartment hallway. Y'all keep your ears open. I know that sound. Mike, regardless of what's in there, we should probably investigate. Damn it, Jimmy! Not the kind of uh, orgy I was expecting. Oh, God, there's blood everywhere. Jesus Christ. Oh, that guy. That guy's still alive. Ah, his dick hit me in the arm. How the hell did vampires even get in? Don't you need to be invited or some shit? The skeleton let us in. Hi, Jason. Hi, Rachel. Jerry, why did you let vampires into the building? They seemed okay. Plus, they gave me this cool seashell. Yes, thank you, skeleton. If you all wouldn't mind, my friends and I love to go back to our activities. Unless you would care to join. You two look like quite the snacks. Um, wait, which part? The orgy or the murder? (laughs) You pick. You won't survive either way. That is garbage. What you're doing is garbage. Mike, this is just a shitty version of True Blood. (gasps) Hey man, True Blood is art imitating life. And who the fuck are you? You know we're gonna kill the fuck out of y'all now, right? Just because we returned after True Blood ended doesn't automatically mean we're copying True Blood. Bullshit! You're just a bunch of posers trying to do a True Blood thing. Why don't you do your own thing? I don't... Go fucking eat people in a hot air balloon or something. Go fucking build an underwater vampire city. I'd actually watch that. Wait, you guys have been vampires for less than 10 years now and you immediately went to murder orgies? We didn't immediately get into murder orgies. It just kind of happened organically. I don't need to explain myself to you. Look, you're upsetting Gary. Can you just go in the hive, dude? I'm trying to get fucked and eaten tonight, bro. I finally thought we found a nice, quiet, abandoned building to suck and fuck in, but no! It always gets ruined by some fucking nerds or a children's choir. Listen, we're not trying to murder orgy shame here, but this building already has people, people? Things, things, occupying it. The building's occupied, and they'll be back by morning. So we would appreciate it if you just found someplace else to do whatever this is. So when two vampires love each other... No, Jeremy! So do you guys have a safe word? Yeah, it's Pattinson. Well, Pattinson, motherfucker! Taste my garlic breath! Bloody hell. Someone let down Gary so he can gather the toys. Gary... Pick up the vibrators, and the dildos, and the anal beads, and the handcuffs, and the whips, and the sex candles, 
and the duck. Lard's beard. I've lost my appetite. And my boner. God damn it. Let's bail. This place is tainted. Not in a fun way. Boner. Was he talking about me? No, Jerry. I was on there with Neil Patrick Harris. He and I were on a, a show together called Stark Raving Mad. Yes, sir, you were. But uh, Tony Shalhoub was in that show, wasn't he? Tony Shalhoub, yeah, amazing cast. And then Steve Levitan, who created Just Shoot Me and Modern Family. We, uh, we won the People's Choice Award for Best New Comedy. And then, of course, I got um, a brand new Porsche 911. And then we got canceled. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so I was parking the Porsche on the street and was paying more on my car payment than I was for my rent. And uh, so lesson learned. Yeah, yeah, you live and you learn. That was, uh, it must have been really cool working with uh, NPH and Tony Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub, of course, and uh, marvelous Mrs. Maisel now. One of the, one yeah. of the greatest roles he's ever played, in my Aren't opinion. You, are you in uh, Monk Marvelous? Monk is great. Marvelous Ms. Maisel? No, I never uh, I never got on. Who was I? I, I was looking up somebody, because I've been also looking you up, too, seeing all your... Probably obviously. David Boreanaz. <laughs> and everything? My, my nemesis. He's God damn it, David. <laughs> David Boring Anus. Yeah, Boring Anus. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, my next question uh, that I got lined up here. Buddy TV ranked you number 82 Sexiest Man Alive in uh, 2011. Sexiest Man uh, on television. Number you, yes. came, you came in at number 82. My mom wanted me to tell you you could have easily made number 75. I've called this meeting of the Council of Kevins. On this day, August 28th, 2145, because we have found the anomaly. So, 122 years ago, Two men, Michael and Jeremy, conducted their episode 50 extravaganza for their lame podcast. Little did they know that episode would create the spark which would change the world forever. Peace, the end of offering universal ideology. These are the things, uh, future Kevin Hart, you have your hand up? I'd say, um, uh, hey, future Bacon, can you hurry this up? Future Dwayne Johnson and I have lunch uh, scheduled at the Taco Bell Diamond Lounge in New Tampa. And future Kevin Smith has another showing of dogma uh, at this small castle. Yeah. Well, if you quit fucking interrupting me, I can get through this quickly. So we have developed the means to travel back in time to disrupt the episode to prevent the anomaly from occurring. To do this, we need to travel individually, but we will hopefully all arrive at the same time. Well, if my calculations Shut the fuck up, Spacey. God, you're the worst. Hey, no Kevin's left behind. Um, tell that to Kevin Pollock. Hey, look, guys, I have a bad feeling about this. What if we go back and everything changes? That's exactly what we want. The podcasts are too good now. People have too high of standards. That's why we formed this council. Remember, Sorbo, you were all for it when you learned you could wear sleeves again. It's not about the sleeves anymore. What are you talking about messing with time? What if the council doesn't even form in the future to go back to change things? As you're you're thinking about this too hard, um, listen, I think if we just go back and fuck with their shit, then things will get a lot more mediocre when we get back. And that's what all of us want. Listen, Sorbo, quit being a bitch. Let's just get this thing over with. I can't. I will not. My oh, man, Pollock was blown up and uh, scrapped for parts. I just got my new model last week. I tried to have them uh, make me three inches taller, but they said it would break the continuity. Assholes. Feature robot Kevin Sorbo. 
If you do not help us see this through, we have no choice but to banish you to the wastelands of old New Jersey. Like an eccentric hotel smack dab in the city center. So it's a bunch of different buildings, it uh -huh. looks like, on the outside. Right. But they've combined it to be this hotel over time. Okay. So I go in through the side door. I see all this stuff. I talk to the lady, and she goes, yeah, you know, some stuff happened in these rooms over here. And she put me in room five. I said, did anything happen in room five? She goes, no, no, no. I've never heard a story about room five. I'm like, all right. Only the couple who died. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes the walls bleed, but <laughs> you just call housekeeping for right. that. Right, yeah, they'll take care of it. So uh, I get to the room, and I open the door, and once again, animal skins on the ground. I have a video I'll show you, Mike. We can what? post it. Yeah. You walk in, there's animal skins, re just really old decorations, f but fancy. You'd uh, like picture it in the heyday of like the 30s, 40s. Fancy. Yeah. Oh, so wow. So small, yeah. but it's all, it's, there's a decoration everywhere you look. Yeah, yeah. It's full. So I'm sitting in the room. Was it all glued down? No. Oh. No, there was a chest. There was like oh. an old chest. Ooh. You could open up. I just threw my backpack in there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was sitting in the room, and I was thinking about, you know, is there anything interesting? She said on the second floor where the bad stuff happened, there's a gallery. And on the third floor, there's a ballroom. Uh -huh. And then it leads to the rooftop. Oh, wow. So I'm sitting in the room thinking, you know, I need to explore this place. I can't just sit in my room and do what I got to do. And what time did you explore? Probably 10, 11. Ooh, spooky hour. Yeah. AM or PM? PM. So I'm sitting. Okay. Yeah, I'm sitting. <laughs> I went and got, I got, I got a McGriddle from McDonald's <laughs> before they, before yeah. they closed the, the I, breakfast. And I, got then the I, continental and then I, I got the continental breakfast with the powder eggs. And then <laughs> I decided to explore. No, so I, uh, I, get, I get in the elevator, and the first thing I see in the elevator is it's, there's a sign that says, hey, our, our elevator is a little quirky. And I thought that was a funny word to use. <laughs> like, well, what's so quirky about it? Does it, like, sing to you? Does it tell you jokes? What's so quirky? You have to press several buttons, and it'll stop in between, and then it'll move to the different floor and then go back up to the floor you click the button on. The, the elevator's all out of whack. So I click, I, I, I click the third floor to get to the second floor, which puts me in between them. And it them. took you to the basement. <laughs> well, at one point I wish, because I, I got excited. Yeah. Have you ever been eaten up by bedbugs before? No, thank no? God, no. I have. Oh. One time. It was bad. And I was, I was roofing. So when I woke up in the morning, and I was, I mean, my back, I have a picture somewhere. But my back, we'll post it. We got my, I got a picture somewhere. We're going to post your bed bug attack? No, please don't. Okay. <laughs> I got back fat. <laughs> but I, I, dude, I pulled up my shirt. I couldn't see it because yeah. it was all over my back. But my back just hurt so bad. It itched. But if you tried to like touch it, it just hurt. Yeah, like so open wounds. It was per perpetually itchy, but nothing you could do about the itch and then pain. Yeah. And uh, we were doing a tear off where you tear off the old roof and put a new roof on. So it's just shovels and sweat and sun is just beating down on me and it just hurts so bad. So I went up to my boss and I'm like, hey boss, I think, I think bed bugs maybe? I think the hotel's bad? I don't know what's going on. And he's like, ah, Jeremy, get back to work. It's just tear off, you wussy. And I was like, ah, but here, check this out. And I peeled my shirt off and everyone stopped working. And they were like, Jeremy, what the fuck? 
And I was like, what? What's wrong with it? What is it? What's wrong? And then someone took a picture and showed me. And I was like, oh, God, I'm dying. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and, um, it was like hamburger meat. Oh, dude, it was so bad. It was so rough. And then I had to, once I found out what was going on, I had to grab my suitcase, put everything in. I, I got trash bags and put everything in separate bags. I didn't want to put anything in my car. I had to travel with my luggage. Yeah. And so I ended up just throwing everything away. Oh, man. I guess you could have put it in the the dryer, your clothes in the dryer, and yeah. try and get rid of them. But I was not bringing. I wasn't risking bringing that shit. Yeah. And then the hotel tried to blame me for it. What? They're like, oh, you must have brought bed bugs to the room. Twenty million of them. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> you want to see my bag? <laughs> and, uh, one of the foremen told me he's like, yeah, man, they they eat human blood. They can transfer AIDS. What? I was like, what? That can't be true. Like, it must... <laughs> Shut up, dude. I'm, more... I'm trying to work right now. Like, so now I'm just like, do I have AIDS? <laughs> just shoveling off this roof in pain. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's I mean, so funny. Actually, you can live with it comfortably now. And there's lots of pills and stuff you could take. Like, I'm sure I'm fine. <laughs> uh, so then they hit him with the fingerprint evidence that they got from Warden's murder. The, the hammer murder. And he's like... Fuck, I did it. <laughs> my, oh, my God. Mike, I picture immediately. So as soon as they're like, did you murder this lady? No, I did not. Well, we got a fingerprint. Fuck, it was me. <laughs> hey, I did it. <laughs> when you said, when you said uh, they hit him with the fingerprint evidence, I imagine them rolling up his fingerprints on paper and smacking him in the face like it's a newspaper. <laughs> oh, it was me. <laughs> um, so for the Slattery murder, they really didn't have a lot of physical evidence to like throw at him for uh, uh, for that case specifically. Um, Owen decides that he's going to make a phone call. He calls that Woods guy, Mark Woods, that officer that tried to uh, get him help a couple years ago. Uh, Woods said Owen was fishing to see what kind of evidence that they had for the Slattery case. Woods said that Owen thought he was smarter than the cops, even though he's like, <laughs> <laughs> fingerprint, fuck. God damn it. <laughs> Wait, you could do that? That's real life? And then he started making up these weird fucking lame-ass rhymes to the cops. He's like, roses are red, you pigs are blue. Count up my victims. There'll be quite a few. Wait, Mike, Mike. Oh, <laughs> you gonna make me do it again? Roses are red. You pigs are blue. Count up my victims. There will be quite a few. Oh. Okay, that was lame. <laughs> you said he dropped some lame ass rhymes. It was okay. That's on MC par. MC Murder Pants. Uh, Lincoln, who was the <laughs> Lincoln, who was the cop from the Slattery case, uh, he was saying that they only needed just like the tiniest little thing to get uh, Owen to confess because he was a huge fucking pushover. They've already proved that. They they mildly interrogated him. He says, "I beat up these two people. I didn't murder those people. We'll have fingerprints. I murdered her." Uh, so they he so Lincoln knows they just they just need to throw anything at this dude. <laughs> they just buy a wrench from Home Depot and dip it in red paint, slap yeah. it on the table. <laughs> we found this. It was me. So Woods is questioning Owen, and Owen was like, "Is that all you got?" And then Lincoln steps in and asks about him biking to Slattery's house and describing the situation, and then the fact that they found push 
uh, footprints outside, and then and then Owen was like, "Okay, fine, I did that one too." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All it took was footprints. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You guys are pretty good. <laughs> I didn't expect this type of competition. So Vanessa Marshall's a nerd. She's been in Star Wars stuff. <laughs> but yes. Uh, you've also been in Guardians of the Galaxy on the Indeed. animated front. That's right. Gamora, Guardians of the Galaxy, that's right. And yeah. so you've you've played at this point several several animated characters that are also on live action. I mean, uh, the Guardians I I I'm not entirely sure that that was prior to the movies. I'm pretty sure that that did the Guardians come out before or after. Out, uh we came out before, but we we were cast based on not a sound alike but a feel alike. Yeah. So, which was an interesting thing. So we we knew there was a, a movie upcoming. We did not see it and had no idea who was in it. Mm -hmm. And we knew that we were meant to be this sort of companion animated show to that movie. Yeah. So, uh, but it, it was so much fun to record. Oh my gosh, Will Friedel is so funny. <laughs> I, can I can remember being in sessions and looking over at him and saying, you're really good at this. And he'd be like, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Like, oh, Hashtag humble yeah, brag. Like, <laughs> well, just that he's like, yeah, bro, I'm reading English out loud. It's my first language, and I've been doing this for a few years. Like, what's your point? Like, oh. He wasn't like, duh, like, I'm so great. He was more like, yeah, this is this is what we're paid to do here. Did he um, did he pop his leather collar and then walk away after that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he told me, he told me, he was like, you know, you're really just a 10 year old boy, aren't you? And I was like, yes, nailed it. <laughs> just like want to play video games, watch football, you know? Yeah, that's me. Hello. <laughs> I don't know if I like this guy anymore. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so yeah. I said, would you be interested in taking uh, talking about your experiences on our podcast? The episode is scheduled uh, to record today that we're recording. He's like, I'm not able to record on that date, but we can reschedule. No, we cannot. <laughs> and then he just goes into, human beings can make their own shadow people. <laughs> is this I, true? I, 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 guess you, I guess you could. I mean, have you stood in the sun long enough? Okay. And did puppets, you know, hand puppets. And, what is, yeah, what yeah, is a guess. shadow person? Anything is possible. A shadow person to me is somebody that has no facial features. It is literally just a silhouette of a person or a thing. And a lot of investigators will tell you that's evil. To me, they just have it manifested to the full um, being, if that makes any sense. Like they're the full colors. They haven't been able to manifest eyes and fingers and everything else. They're, they're, they're in a stage. They, <laughs> they're in a stage. I believe it's a stage, if that makes any sense. They haven't they realized haven't their full evil, evil potential yet. Right. <laughs> I'm just getting, getting my Correct. evil bearings. <laughs> <laughs> getting the game plan together for the you know to conquer the world. Yes. So I don't think I don't think everyone is uh, evil though. Okay. Well, let's see what let's see what else this gentleman has said that you may or may not agree with. Ghosts might actually be gamma rays based on science and the rainbow. It's fascinating. Uh, uh, sure. Though I mean, there's rainbow people all over the place, right? I mean, there's. Elementals, there's uh, you know, cryptids, there's aliens. So why not? Not why not a rainbow ghost? Sure. <laughs> okay, all right, we got a thumbs up from Ting. Anything is possible out there. 
So I, I don't dismiss that kind of stuff anymore. I'm like, sure, uh, possibility, yeah. Likeability and probability, probably not, but sure. All right. We can't uh, rule it out. Let's see about this. <laughs> Ghosts are about 0.325 lumens, the same as a firefly, and human blood is negatively charged, which is most likely why humans get chills. Ooh, way above my pay scale. That one I don't know. Never measured one, never really got that close to one to be able to say that yes or no. There's a connection between a ghost and magnesium. <laughs> Tell me more, Ting. <laughs> mm, maybe they're deficient. Oh, they okay. took too much. You know, it's a vitamin supplement. Sure. <laughs> okay, and I think the the last thing I needed your input on, based on this gentleman's response that went on for far far too long, <laughs> is that. Uh, <laughs> A hat-wearing shadow person is the leader of a hierarchy, but they do wear three kinds of hats, which indicate if the shadow figure is male or female and where it originated. Wow. I promise you this is real. Okay. I'm, I'm not making this up. This is not a joke on my behalf. Mike, I, this is on my messaging. This is on my messenger account. This guy sent me this stuff. <laughs> Mike called me as soon as he got this response from this man. He called me and he had to tell me all about it. I didn't even know shadow people were a thing. Oh, well, I knew the shy people. I didn't know about the hats. The hats. Thing. Tell I, me I, more. I Have you seen any hats? <laughs> I've heard of the hat man. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. I mean, the I hat mean, man? The hat I guess man. if they're wearing a crown, that's considered a hat, right? Or yeah, I guess I don't know. They have one or two feathers. I don't know. I've, I'll have to ask the next one I see if okay. there's a hat society out there. Feels like I'm